you're listening to The Chill Mom Boss, and I'm your host, Michelle Hong. If you follow me on Instagram, you would know that I was blocked by Instagram today. I hope that by the time the this podcast episode goes out and this would be this episode would be over. I don't know what I've done. Well, actually, I know what I've done. Um, so yesterday afternoon, I was adding people. So I was adding, I was tagging people in the comment section of my own post on my own page um, to alert people um, about a giveaway that I was hosting with Essa Gray. So we're giving away this um, slide for children is a um, luxury handcrafted custom-made furniture piece and I wanted more people to join and I know it's not reaching people who would want a slide like that at home so I was just tagging my friends and people I know and before I know it I can't tag anymore so maybe I was going a bit um, too enthusiastically I would say but anyway so they stopped me from commenting. Um, that's one thing. So I'm like, okay, fine. Then I did what I didn't realize is that they also stopped me from commenting on other posts, like saying thank you to my f- uh, to people who greeted Lauren happy birthday. And then the worst thing is this morning I was supposed to post another IG post on my feed, but what was shown was just the images but not the caption. So basically, they just refused to let me do any caption or commenting on the feed in any form. But I was allowed to um, like, and I was still allowed to post on IG stories. So I hope this episode will be over by the time this goes live. Anyway, having Instagram blocked me reminded me of one thing. I see this as a sign. I always try to see things on the positive side and like, oh my God, so I've been blocked. So now what? It really reminded me of one thing. I should refocus my effort on building my own list. I mean, I knew this. I have been building my own list. But you know, sometimes we get too carried away with um, Instagram followers numbers and um, likes and all that. But you know what? At the end of the day, platform changes, algorithm changes, and it often doesn't change in your favor. And it's really beyond our control. So what I knew since a long time ago from uh, why did I switch from blogging on Blogspot and self-hosted on WordPress and, um, and pay for hosting instead of you know blogging on this free platform is really the same concept that I own that platform. Whatever blog post or post that I put out and people that sign up for my list belongs to me. So today, if Instagram were, were to like even take my account out, I'm, I'm talking about like worst case scenario here, right? I don't think I've done like such a bad thing for them to like ban me on Instagram. I'm just saying that but if they do, you know, still would not allow me to post anything or the worst case scenario is that if my Instagram account got hacked or I lose it, I still have my own platform and I would still have the email list of people who really truly listen to me um, or like at least what liked what I do enough to give me their email account. 
So yeah, so thank you Instagram for blocking me and made me realize and refocus my effort on building my list. So I have about 2,000 people on my list now. And I really consider them more precious than my social media followers. I know a lot of you follow me and I thank you very much for doing that. But I really, really appreciate those who sign up for my email list even more because I know these days we get tons of emails and we do not give it out freely because we, we just don't want another spam, don't we? And for you to trust me enough with your email address and know that I could, I will only give you something of value. So for that, I thank you very much. And why is email list so important, you ask me, right? Um, if you have a business or if you are a content creator of any sort, an email list is like the holy grail of marketing. It's the only channel that literally everyone has. And you say, oh, you know, everyone is on Instagram now. No, not everyone. And I still have someone, and I still know lots of people who are not on Facebook. So, but everyone has email address, okay? Everyone has an email address. It's completely free, and you own the channel. Meaning, there are no algorithm changes that will screw with people seeing your content. And there is far less noise on social media than on social media. So bottom line is people buy anything you sell from email and not social media. Yes, they may see your post and get sent to your funnel or your website and eventually buy, but at the end of the day is your direct connection with your followers or your clients or your audience, whatever you call them, you need an email, you need a list. So I can't talk about how important growing an email list is without sharing a few tips for my mom bosses here, right? So here are two things you need and how I grew my own email list when I first started blogging uh, or my businesses. Well, really all my businesses started from a blog. I always shared about that. Um, but I knew back then, even though I did not have any product to sell, I started growing my email list since um, well, my blog is about six and a half years old and I think I've started building my list from perhaps five years ago. One thing that you need is really a sign-up box. You know, on every website or blog that you go to these days, right underneath the header and like your tagline or whatever it is, there should be a sign-up box straight away above the fold. Above the fold on your website means the thing that they see before people start scrolling. Do not leave your sign-up box at the bottom of your page because guess what? People sometimes don't even get to the bottom of your page. You know, people just drop out. If you have, um, um, I have this app or not app, we call that a add-on 
on a plugin on my website that trace um, like the percentage of people and like where they see you can see that like progressively towards the bottom of your page people are dropping out they're not even scrolling all the way down so add your sign up email sign up box above the fold right at the top not not at the top top if you want to at the top top also can but um, perhaps you know give them a snapshot about who you are first before you add in the sign up box and then the second thing that you will need to collect email lists is to have a compelling lead magnet and you're like what the heck is lead magnet well lead magnet is something people can get in return for handing their email address to you it can be an instant gratification that they can get from you like a pdf or like a um, something that you can download immediately, like um, ebook or a small discount if they can purchase something from your website. Immediately, they can get a small discount code. Or it can be something bigger, like a bigger gift that you sent to the house, um, an experience with you, for example, an entry to a an event or a discovery call with you or webinars. You name it. Okay, so you need first sign up box, secondly, lead magnet. It is really that simple. Two things. And what sort of lead magnet you're saying, right? So um, just think about what your target market or who are your audience, what would they appreciate? What is your website about and what would they like? ask me but uh, Michelle I can't even get traffic to my site how can I turn them into a subscriber no worries of course I knew you would ask that and here are a few tips which I have list down um, that could help you drive traffic to your site number one I pick a specific niche and stay consistent you know when i first started um, writing a blog i was all over the place all right i was looking at what other people were doing you know oh wow cooking recipe i should do cooking recipe oh people are blogging about the day oh i should blog about my day whoa people are talking about um shopping whoa i should talk about shopping reviews i should talk about reviews too and everything but when you're first starting out, I know it can be so tempting to create all sorts of content and products. The more, the better, right? Wrong. Very wrong. There is nothing more important than focus and consistency, especially when you're first starting out. People sign up to your list because they are interested in what you have to say about a specific topic. Don't you dare talk about something else. So what I did was I eventually figured out that most people want to look at, and also because I was in that stage of motherhood, pregnancy and early motherhood. And that was also what I was passionate and interested to talk about and what people want to read. So I decided to niche down and really go deep uh, for people who, or for moms who were going through pregnancy at that point. And then once you've built your brand and a loyal following, you can start 
to venture out into other related areas. For, for me, after I've gone pregnancy, early motherhood, launch a book and built my consultancy, consultancy business around that. And now I, I venture into entrepreneurship, as you all know. And, but this only works because people already trust you or trust me or yeah, either way. But for starters, you need to earn this trust before you can capitalize on it. So for ages, I mean, until, not until I wrote the book, or oh, hang on, no, not until I start my consultancy business. I think the first four years of my blog, besides monetizing it by working with brands, I really did not have any way of making money off my audience. and in. Instead, I was just really providing value, value, values. How do you set your focus is you can try to complete this phase. I help who do what. So you can say like, um, so in my case, for example, in my early stage of um, my blog and consultancy business is I help expecting parents and the arrival of their babies. So you can try doing your version, okay? So the formula is I help to fill in who your target market, do what the goal, okay? So, and then try to really focus on this one thing and write everything you can around this thing and build your audience from there. It's, I know it's, it's so hard to niche and micro niche because you're so tempted to do everything but trust me that works for me and it works for everyone else and um, I've also recently learned the phrase of the power of one really if you have one single focus you are very likely to make that successful than being all over the place Number two, I learn from the best for free, really. If you have all the time in your world to learn, there's insane how much valuable content you can find on the internet entirely for free. So I read and subscribe to a lot of online gurus myself. Too much at this point, I must say. So sometimes I don't even have time to read all their emails, but I. I learn from reading their emails, like the words they use, how they copyright, and yeah, it just inspires me to see what they do. And if this is also something that rock your boat, um, uh, uh, one person that I always enjoy receiving emails from is Amy Porterfield. Amy helps online entrepreneurs, especially those with online courses, to grow their audience. She has a podcast, she has lots of freebies, webinars that are packed with step-by-step -step advice on how to start and build your email list. And from her, I learned how to create the perfect lead magnet, or sometimes people call it a freebie, and grow my list through consistent content creation. The other people that I follow are Melissa Griffin, um, Ramit Sethi, Marie Folio, Tony Robbins, you name it. Yeah, you, it's insane the amount of things you can learn online. So just, 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 just search. 
I always say that all you need is a laptop and connection to the internet. You can learn everything. But of course, if you don't want to learn, you want to take the shortcut, you can always sign up for my online course, which I will, it will, which will be launched by early 2020. And I am accepting expression on, of interest on my website. So you can go to michellehorn.com or mumboss m-o-m-b-o-s-s dot academy and just leave your email address and of course um, as soon as we launch we will let you know so number three i made email signups my top kpi really i did this for many years um, so while i was growing my list i had very successful weeks with like i don't know like 20 plus signups and some very slow weeks with like two new signups the difference is how much i focus on growing my list versus other marketing goals if i'm obviously if i am distracted with instagram and going on youtube then of course i would sometimes forget about driving people to my website or telling them about the freebies that I've created and obviously um, I don't get many signups in that special day so as a solopreneur I understand that we are always spreading ourselves too thin you know trying to be the head of marketing product development uh, legal finance operations all at once so it's crucial to have a crystal clear focus within these areas for real progress to happen the number one thing you should always think about is how you generate leads and in our case if your business is an online business is how to generate um, leads no hang on what was i talking about i did say generate leads did i yes it's how to um, drive people to your email list so i've talked about you know how at the very start of my business i really didn't even have my own products besides um, on products to sell besides writing review blog posts and the occasional paid posts for brands. But I knew that an engaged email list was the key to doing that and I need to focus on getting subscriber first and focus on activities with a high impact on these single metrics. Um, it also allowed me to quickly find out which of my marketing channels were really effective and which one were a waste of time, you know, because I was trying out everything. So the key is to experiment and track your progress. Um, for example, you know, I would put out a, a post on Instagram about a certain blog post and then I'll see how many blog, how many people go to that blog post and how many ended up signing up. But of course, these days, um, because we're putting so much content out, it's hard for me to keep track anymore. I, I really should um, come up with a better plan around this right now. But if you're starting out in your business or your blog, you can keep it simple, really. Just a few, um, a few platform where you broadcast about what you have and always drive people back to your own platform and sign up for your email list. You can also try Medium, uh, M-E-D-I-U-M or Quora, Q-U-O-R-A, to drive traffic back to your own website or blog. Be helpful, publish um, helpful blog posts or answers and if you're helpful enough, people are curious and they would click on your 
profile to see who you are and if you're compelling enough they will come and visit your website um, so yeah the recent Instagram comment block made me realize that how dependent I was on a platform which I have no content control over I have no control over Instagram so it is really time for me to revisit this strategy Okay, now number four, we're down to number four, okay? Um, I promise you this is a short and sweet one. Um, specific content upgrades. As you probably know that freebies or lead magnet are an extremely effective way to grow your list. It really pays off to spend some time to create one or two main freebies that are fit with most of your content. That's it, one or two. So when my own blog started to get good traffic, every time I post something, well, mind you, I try to post evergreen content most of the time instead of something trendy. Um, something trendy means something that is reactive to like the latest news today. For example, if I'm talking about the Hong Kong uh, strike, for example, that's something trendy that I'm talking about, right? But most of my, I, I don't really write about that, something that's like really current. I try to post evergreen content. So um, evergreen content is like my, one of my top blog posts, top 10 baby essentials. Um, that you need when starting a family. And I would still get people reading that blog post, which I have written three or four years ago. So after a, f a couple of years, you may need to go in and update some of the products that may have, um, uh, have like a, a, a second generation of a bigger, better, improved version. But generally, an evergreen content would help your blog or um, yeah, so that people will still be reading about that blog post, like my birth story. People are still searching for birth or birth story and they're still reading, you know, the birth of Lauren and Georgia and Will because everyone's going to birth would like to read at least a couple. Well, I don't know about you, but I did. I, I read a lot about other people's birth story before I give birth. So just to sort of like prepare myself and um, I would say, yeah, so that those are evergreen content instead of just being reactive and writing about what the latest news is because being a solo blogger, I don't have a content team to constantly pumping out content that is very current. Okay, so anyway, back to the freebies and magnet. At the end of your blog post, I would add a freebie that says, for example, the um, back to the baby essential blog post, right? So at the end of that particular blog post, I would add a freebie that says, best place to buy baby items without burning a hole in your pocket, something like that, right? So they're already reading about baby essential, so they probably want a, a, a little de small downloads. Now, where do I go and buy these things? And um, so, and then when I wanted to test whether um, entrepreneurship or mompreneurship is something my mom bloggers would be interested in, I wrote a blog post called Work at Home Ideas for Stay-at-Home Moms. And I added a seven steps on how to turn your blog into a business freebie into the blog. So they're reading like, da, 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 da. Ooh, so that's this idea number one, what you can do, freelancing, uh, idea number two, and then idea number three is blogging, and then I added a freebie. So naturally, it flows 
it's kind of like they are already interested in this topic and so adding that small freebie in that blog post is just a natural how to say natural progression and, and a natural upgrades from what, what they're currently reading, you know, it's not so out of place. I mean, if you're already reading that blog post, obviously they would be interested in this freebie, right? So, and then I actually went a step further in the same blog post and added another button at the end of the, the work at home ideas for stay at home moms article and says, I'm thinking on starting a Mumbos program and those who are interested to find out more, sign up here. It's that simple. And you'll be surprised how many people would like to know. And from just that one blog post, uh, the, the small freebie and just uh, you know sign up here to, to find out more or be the first to find out when we launch, I collected over 300 emails from that. Okay, so regularly promote these freebies and content upgrades across all your channels and stick the link in one of the one of them in your bios everywhere. Um, so I would call like the seven steps uh, on how to turn your blog into a freebie, uh, something called a content upgrade. So it's not as extensive as an ebook but they just add a little extra value to your article. It can be something like a template, a printable version of something, or a checklist, anything you can think of. And what is great about this content upgrade is that they are much easier to create than high values freebies, and they continue to drive signups long after the blog post is published. And yeah, and I still get around one sign up per week from that mom boss article, even though it was published more than three years ago. I mean, I, I don't even push that article anymore. You don't see me share about the article anyway, anywhere, but one sign up each week is not a lot, but to date, like I said, we have many sign ups just from that. And it's really um, the ROE, the return on effort on that is really high. Yeah, so number five, number five is something that I'm doing now. I didn't do it when I first started. So these days, now that I learn a lot about digital marketing, I think a lot more about customer journey framework, or what people call a funnel. Um, if you found me through an Instagram post, if you started following me to an Instagram post talking about my coaching program, for example, and you're interested to learn more. So where, where do you go from there, right? So you are most likely to click on the link on my IG profile. So currently my IG profile linked to Amazon author page and that gives like a short snapshot of my entire business and uh, what I do is about me because I currently have nothing launch I because uh, my online program will only be ready next year and I'm not taking any one-to-one -one coaching anymore um, until then so yeah but if I am launching a new program or a product guess which landing page would I want to send them to well, not directly to the sales page. You probably think that, okay, if I want to send them, oh, I launch a new program and I want to sign people up, I'll send them directly to my um, sales page. It's really not like that. So 
basically a customer journey framework goes from them knowing about you like the attraction we call it the awareness stage and engage with them and then you convert them to become your subscribers and then from there you can send your emails to them and you can engage with them some more and ultimately ask for the sale but if they've only seen you once and you send them directly like ask for the sale directly they're most likely to say no because you can think of customer journey in the same way as getting to know someone you don't know uh, like like a, a dating analogy right if you meet someone for the first time and you can't ask someone to marry you on the first date right it's like you you don't shove the product ads in your customer face before they get the chance to get to know you so you just ask them you are giving them so okay um you're asking them out for a date and um that's like oh um why don't you download this for free and then they're like oh yeah okay they're giving you your email address or like give it they give you a, a phone number for example right and then you start to like call them get to know them and you know give them more values um in terms of posts or in terms of yeah anything you can think of right um you want to be helpful and once they trust you and they like you, perhaps you can nurture that relationship a bit more, like a bit you're, like when you're dating. And when the time is right, that's when you ask them to buy something from you. That's when you ask them to marry you. Yeah, so it is important to nurture the relationship with your potential customer at each stage so you can get them to the next one. Once again, thank you for listening. And if you've learned something from this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your friends and family. The conversation should not end here. Join me and other mompreneurs at my Facebook group, Mom Bosses United, and the link is facebook.com slash groups slash Academy, and in the show notes, Join us there and let me know what you think. Bye-bye.